Joining us now from the IEC's Results Operations Center in Twane is uh, SABC Specialist Researcher Maswili Ralibona. Maswili, good afternoon. Um, thanks for speaking to us here on Updated Noon. Thank you, Sakina. So firstly, uh, let's start at the beginning because what I've noticed, especially of late, is that there are so many things that we take for granted regarding elections and uh, the reasons why perhaps we feel we no longer need to do voter education. But in listening closely to what people are actually asking and the issues that they are actually struggling uh, to understand, you realize that we, we perhaps still need to do quite a bit of voter education. What has been your uh, observation as a researcher? What have you found in this regard? Thank you, Sakina. You'll remember that this is the sixth. This will be the sixth uh, uh, installation of uh, of local government elections since the beginning of democracy in South Africa. Uh, the first one was held in 1995-1996. So, w- with regard to voter education, Sakina. When you go on the ground, uh, you hear people talking about, I'm not going to vote because I don't want to make someone rich. I'm going to, I'm not going to vote because, uh, the situation remains the same. Uh, we've been voting since 1994. We've been voting, uh, since, uh, the times of Nelson Mandela, um, uh, President Becky, President Zuma, and the situation remains the same, which is the, which is actually the problem. Because if you are saying you've been voting for certain leaders since the beginning of democracy then it it, it, it it and you're not receiving what you were promised then this should provide a chance for you to change your vote to 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 do things differently instead of saying completely I'm not participating and uh, these are some of the things that one hears and as I say uh, perhaps something that we need to look into uh, very closely as a nation that there has to be more voter education. But coming to the numbers Masrili, um let's just uh, take a look at the number of eligible registered voters. So how many do we have in the country, uh, people who are actually eligible to vote as compared to people who are registered to vote? People who are eligible to vote, Sakina, are over 30, 30, 30 million South Africans who are eligible to vote. But currently we are sitting with 26.2 million registered voters. These, these, are, the, these are the people that the IEC is expecting uh, them to, to, to come to the voting stations on, on the 1st of, of November. This number, Sakina, uh, went down a little bit, slightly down from the numbers in 2016. Because in 2016 we had 26.3 million and now we have 26. Point two million. I guess this is the as a result of uh, voter registration weekend that we ha- we didn't have many of them like we had in the previous times. In these numbers, Sakina, at least fourteen point four million of them are female voters, and eleven point seven million are male voters. Which is in itself interesting and something to unpack as uh, the week progresses. But just taking a look at the provinces, uh, seems Gauteng uh, leading the pack there, Maswili, in terms of the number of registered voters. Sakina, 6.1 million of voters, of registered voters, are from Gauteng, which translates to 23.62%, followed by the by KZN, KwaZulu-Natal, at 5.2%. 4 million, which is 20.86%. Uh, the Western Cape, 
uh, following there at actually it's the Eastern Cape at 3.2 uh, 3.2 million 12.4 percent. The least the, the 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 smallest number of voters in these elections, Sakina, is from the the, the Northern Cape at 623,188, which is 2.3 percent of all all voters. Uh, and when you, you we go down into the the, the metro Sakina, you find that Gauteng uh, or, or the the municipalities uh, in Gauteng we've got city of Johannesburg, which has two over 2.6 million registered voters. Mm, interesting there. And of course, this is going to be, of course, a hotly contested uh, metro as well. So uh, in terms of special votes, because uh, these will happen prior to the 1st of November, um, how many people do we have registered for special votes for these elections, Masrile? Sakina, we have 1.1 million registered uh, uh, voters for, for special votes, which will take place on the 30th and the 31st of, of, of October, which means it's this coming weekend. Uh, in, uh, out of these numbers, uh, uh, half of them will be home visits which means these are the people who can make it to the to the to the voting stations uh, perhaps these are your 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 grannies your disabled and anyone who is not in good uh, condition to make it to the voting stations and the rest of these numbers are people who according to them, like you and I, because of work commitments on the day of the elections, we won't be able to make it to the voting stations. Then we registered for for special votes, which means we'll be able to walk to the voting stations and cast our votes. And finally, Masrile, just in terms of service delivery protests, and we still are seeing quite a few, even though we are three days uh, from elections. So in terms of some of those that have been identified as hotspots, do we have an indication as yet uh, from the IEC? And of course, we heard the police, uh, the security cluster, as it were, speaking to that. But which are some of those areas and provinces that have been identified as hotspots? Sakina, um, unlike in 2016, where we had places like, we had areas like KZN, we had Vuani in Limpopo, and some, uh, we had Tswane in, 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 in Gauteng, where there was a Tswane unrest where uh, members of the ANC were opposing the, 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 their candidate who was uh, Meto Kodidiza at the time. This year, we don't have those uh, hardcore hotspots. We, 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 this morning we wake up uh, uh, so we, uh, with reports for, of, of uh, protests around Soweto, uh, Orlando, Deep Kloof areas, and these protests have been going on. And when you go deeper and ask uh, the, the residents there as to what is happening, uh, you find that uh, the matter is uh, ESCOM, which is electricity cards. Because as we, many of us are experiencing load shedding in our areas, uh, those communities around Soweto they are sitting with broken transformers. They are sitting with uh, weeks or even months of electricity blackouts. So they are using this period of elections to voice their we frustrations. As we know that in many cases, when you use this period, uh, the authorities are likely to come and assist you uh, first, even before the elections takes place, so that even when you go to the ballot, you can think of who helped me and how it went. So going into this election, 
questions. We had uh, the, 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 the security cluster talking about deployment of soldiers and police and in many areas, but we don't have that hardcore hotspots, uh, which, 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 which tells us that we are likely to have an, uh, an incident-free elections. Thank you so much, Maswili. We'll leave it there. And, of course, we'll be speaking to you much more throughout the course of these elections. Uh, that was SABC specialist researcher Maswili Ralibola. Now, to help us unpack what is at stake for the political parties in these elections, we join on the line by political analyst uh, uh, Professor Mtrebisi Mtletiana. Professor, thanks so much for your time. Welcome to Update at Noon. Hi, good day, Sakila. Nice talking to you. So perhaps we can pick up on the point of politically motivated killings uh, that have been reported on in the run-up to these elections, Professor. And what would you say is at stake for some of these political parties uh, where we see independents in a province like KwaZulu-Natal saying that they're being threatened by members from larger political parties in the different areas? And we have seen some people gunned down even this week. Well, it uh, it shows uh, much broader problems, Sakina. Uh, our economy is not doing well. Uh, some of the companies, for instance, there's one company at Luchtenberg, Clover Company, that has just closed down. Um, so with more privately owned companies closing down, it means that uh, the a fewer chances of getting jobs, which then means people refocus their attention towards the public sector. And in our country, we know uh, most of those who tended to get preference when it comes to jobs tend to be party members. Uh, that then triggers a scramble for leadership positions because one knows that once you have that, then you are you know, ahead of the queue to get a job. So. It's partly an indication of our dire economic status. Uh, and, and this is what is important because um, part of the reason why private uh, companies close is because of mismanagement of municipalities. Clover, for instance, closed because of constant lack of electricity and water. And they've been talking to, uh, to the municipality there for years, but without any resolution, so they decided to leave. So mismanagement uh, of municipal services has a negative impact on companies, which in turn then puts a strain uh, on on government because people focus on getting into government and to get there, they kill each other. So it is a vicious cycle. Yeah. And to that point, uh, Professor, uh, when these municipal um, municipalities are mismanaged, it's not only about the business, which is a very important point that you make, but also about the ordinary citizens in these municipalities who are then deprived of basic services. Have these political parties and elected uh, representatives, are they desensitized to the plight of the electorate, do you think? Um, they, they they care less, Sakina, um, and I think that has to do, by and large, with the structure and leadership of these parties. Um, because you know, not everybody that's get appointed into a position of leadership uh, is conscientious and and sensitive to moral issues and this and that. Some of them are less moral than others. Others are less hardworking than some. 
So they tend to focus on what is in front of them, on employment, on salaries, without thinking broadly about the importance of their of their jobs to the health of the entire municipality. So predominantly what you have is that we have people who look at uh, state institutions as a source of livelihood, not an instrument for transformation. And that's the difference. Uh, it's a big difference. Because if, if they had a much a broader conception of the state as an instrument to transform lives through laws, through tax. Um, they would be focusing on development. Uh, but what they are concerned of, uh, about, rather, is simply salaries. Um, so poor caliber, extremely poor caliber of leadership. But what then exacerbates that is that um, provincial leaders and national leaders are complicit um, in, in those misdemeanors, you know, factionalism, they share they, they share in the spoils that are looted in some of these municipalities and they protect uh, some of these culprits because they are part of the same faction. So, so you you need a much more uh, a, a, a political leadership that is conscious and and determined to instill ethical leadership and proper behavior. Uh, in, this, in these municipalities. In most cases, I mean, some of these, say, the ANC, some of these regional executive committees are dysfunctional. Um, so when ANC president, for instance, says they will get regular reports about the performance of councillors, I mean, that's just ridiculous. It's laughable because most of these RECs who would be responsible for, for evaluating councillors are themselves dysfunctional. They don't have electricity. Some of them hardly show up for meetings. So it's a, it's a crisis uh, of our party system um, that at least the ANC has been talking about but has not quite addressed. Professor Mletiana, we'll see more of you and we'll talk more, no doubt, at The Rock. Uh, political analyst uh, Professor Mletiana speaking to us there uh, just in the lead up to our elections about uh, some of the uh, more nuanced issues around uh, this particular poll.